The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Couture, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Uh, a Grenache pour for International Grenache Day, everybody. Welcome. I'm John Myers. This is The Winemakers. I'm here with Sandra Bernstein, Casey Graybell, Bart Hansen, Sam Katuri, and Brian Casey. We've got the full boat today. Yeah, everybody. The band's back together. Yeah, yeah. For International Grenache Day. Welcome, everybody. Thanks Good for to see you, me. Sandra. Good to see you, Casey, man. Hey, yo, yo, yo. It's our day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's Casey's birthday. It is your day. It's your, it's your birthday. If they say it's your birthday. In our house, every day is Grenache Day or, or Gamay, but it's close enough. <laughs> well, what a beautiful Reed day, Sam. You day. just got out of the field. What's going on, buddy? Uh, we just picked the estate Zinfandel. And we picked Dos Limones Sangiovese, and we uh, skimmed a half a ton of Cabernet from a Moon Mountain District vineyard. Um, wait, that'll go. Wait, what does that mean? In. What does that mean? Was that illegal? No, of course it's legal. Because it's illegal. Um, I just want to know what it's, where it's from, and where it's going. It's from the Liquid Sky Vineyard. Nice. So. Um, I've I've taken you up on that walk. You go from Muchas Piedras, and then you go up another like little plateau, and there's you know seven acres of Cabernet. And and if anyone wants to follow them on Instagram, it, it just brings joy every morning to see the the sunrise. It, this was a good sunrise this morning. Yeah. I haven't posted a picture of it yet. That was the yeah most beautiful sunrises uh, up there. Uh, a week ago, it was 110, and it, and it's gonna no, you stayed inside. <laughs> <laughs> all you know, there's uh, heat alarms in all the vineyards, and um, when you get to certain temperatures, it sort of like changes the labor rules, breaks every hour, things like that, uh, and then at certain point, you just you, you don't work in the field. Um, most of the crews left by 10 or 10 30 every day it was just you know you st- there was they start though uh, you know there was some people picking there wasn't a lot of people you picked either you tried to pick either before mm-hmm. or after you, you can't wasn't you cooling can't, down you can't to... do, right it wasn't cooling down it was yeah. 85 degrees at the top of, you know a thousand feet elevation at six in the morning so you, you and you can't do that to you can't do it to the fruit and you can't do it to the people so, so you waited. So Sam, so knowing knowing that and Zinfandel and there was a, a lot of Zin and other varieties got really damaged by that that got decimated um, by that heat. How did how did the place your place look with the Zin? I mean, I'm sure there was some damage, but but enough that you you let it hang for a while and um, you know maybe we we're throwing out slightly more than we normally would. You know the stuff that was, there was stuff that was really dry. This, you know, but there's bee damage, there's bird damage, and that stuff seemed like it dried out faster, which kind of makes sense. 
Um, you know, the healthy vines and the healthy clusters looked okay. Um, you know, there was some dimpling, there was some raisins, but that's what makes Zinfandel so Zinfandel. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this this heat is, and and if it's going to keep doing this every year, I think growers really have to think. And it was the sun intensity is what did the raisining and the stuff that fried. So the question is, growers need to continue to adjust their leaf pulling and their and their vines. Um, um, Lengths. I mean, do you, and hope do you agree? it's rain so we can water through these. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you ever think you're going to see that again, Casey? Well, uh, yeah, Sunday. Next, next. Yeah, really. Sunday, Monday. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I was saying. We're going from 110 last week to looking at maybe a half inch of rain between starting like Saturday night through Tuesday or something. Yeah. Um. So it's a. Uh, it's it's a wild it's, ride. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. And to your point about like canopy management and leaf pulling, a month ago we were worried that stuff wasn't going through verasion and you had to pull some leaves and well, open things up. And there know? was a lot of powdery mildew pressure this year too. So I mean uh, a kitty face vineyard was probably two and a half acres before before the heat. <laughs> Do you know which one that is? No. You, you know you know the vineyard. Which one? We renamed it. You renamed it Kitty Face? It's uh, Henry Mathis. Oh, I do know the name. Yeah. He didn't rename it. My, do- my six-year-old daughter. Oh, it, okay. Peter um, didn't rename it either, no. did he? No. Well, now he refers he to it as it. Kitty Face. He yeah. bought it in. Oh, yeah. He bought it in. He did, and I was nervous to bring it up, but it was like two and a half tons before the, the heat, and we picked it Saturday at 1,600 pounds. Yeah. Wow. So it just, it just fried the shit wow. out of it. So what, what was the actual loss on that? That's uh, more than half. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, isn't that amazing? It's going to be a um, expensive vintage, concentrated, yeah. uh, limited vintage. Well, we all been waiting to raise our prices. So bam, here you go. But <laughs> yeah, but we got your inflation right here. Yeah, but that's just going to even out. That's not going to make you more money. No, we don't make any money anyways. No, well, it's the wine be. business. Huh? <laughs> I do it for the love of lack of sleep. We do it for the love of, of Grenache. <laughs> we do it so we don't feel bad when we drink Bart's Pigalle. Yeah, right. which this is delicious, and I'm so glad I have a bottle of it. Uh, well, I'm so glad maybe that too. we um, finally have fulfilled that order from January. <laughs> and we had to because we were going to a new sales system. We're like, we got to close out all yeah, these old orders. That was pretty embarrassing. Sam's like, can you pick uh, up well, your Embarrassment's wine? all us. It's all on us. All on. No, I just didn't get out of the house a whole lot. Well, you know, we could have left it on your doorstep at any time. Whatever. Knocked three times. It's all good. Phil, I have it now. The Phil sent me knock. The, yeah, knock three times for Phil sent me for mm-hmm. for Audu Ted. I guess maybe two knocks for Audu Ted. Oh, but if they knew your pool was available, was they right. might have brought what that pool? in. What pool? <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to talk about that <laughs> to your thousand million listeners. No, we. It's more like several dozen listeners, Sandra. You're okay. Uh, and Bart's mom has a, a pool now, so she doesn't need to go. There. Right. Or nice. should never go to it anyway. Um, so, Casey, you you're uh, right in the midst of harvest. You want to give us your little uh, what's what's on your mind as far as harvest goes? Yeah, you know, I don't just make Grenache. Um, you also run a what? I know, right? You, oh, you and memes. You make Grenache and memes. And memes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're God, we're more than 40% through at our facility 
and we were projecting about 800 tons um, and we're probably about 300 right now. I don't think we're going to hit the 800 mark. We're probably more like 650, maybe even 600 because just, you know, everything's short. Um, but it's just, just like last year, it's just been crazy. It's like everything at once we're picking Pinot and Cabernet, you know, it's coming in the same day. Um, we literally have every vessel we can store wine in is full right now. And I'm getting emails. Well, I by think the we, we I, sort of like glossed over, you're kind of burying the lead on that. And just the remarkableness of bringing in Pinot and Cabernet on the same day. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we did it last year too. Right. Um, and here we are doing the same thing. I mean, I got Chardonnay and Cabernet coming in. It's it's insane. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's bananas, yeah. bonkers. How's your Chardonnay Crazy. so late? Well, this is off of uh, a Napa Carneros vineyard. Chardonnay's on time. It's the Cabernet that's crazy early. It's true. The Chardonnay's a little late, um, but the Cabernet is just super early. Uh, it yeah, it's just insane. I we I think last time I was here was last Grenache day and I was just frazzled. I mean, I, right. I needed to get out of the winery. You were was, here just drinking. Totally. I was just year. so happy to be like, step out. Cause it was crazy. Anything on that podcast. You were just in the room. I think I was probably a <laughs> little pissed. Honestly, I probably said shit. I shouldn't have, but um, we kicked those clients out <laughs> and now they're, now they're Jack's problem. <laughs> they will be named un oh, unnamed yeah. unless you guys want to know who they are. So it was a, it was a drop kit across eighth street East. It was. Basically, it's true. Yeah. Um, uh, now I'm racking my brain for who my new neighbors are over there in Magnolia. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, but as far as Grenache harvest goes, I got uh, the Napa Carneros uh, coming in, which is Cottonwood Vineyard tomorrow, and I, then I only have one more loadout, and it's Alder Springs, and I think that's just going through Verasion. So talk about some some difference in in climate. How long do you think you'll be waiting on that? The lightest I ever got it was in 16, and it was like October 11th. Okay. So I would imagine we're probably on there. Um, and that year, it, it, they just brought it in because it was time to come in. It wasn't really like... Almost a month away, right? Yeah. So got it before the bear got it. Got it before the bear got it. They well, have did, a, the, did it... I mean, was it as hot up there as it was everywhere else? Did no, they topped out at like 97 or something. Oh, really? So they, they did fine. And actually, it probably helped because it's just yeah, so... What was the hottest we saw last week? One. I went out and checked my chiller at one point, and it said 119. Ooh. That was Tuesday, I believe. I saw a, a Napa Vineyard weather station that said 120. And then we had an earthquake last night, too. Uh, earthquake. We're going to get rain. There was a hurricane this week. <laughs> you really think there we're going to get rain? hurricane this week. Seriously? The hurricane that, the, the, in, in L.A. In LA. San Diego and Los, the, the oh, remnant. Uh, the, uh, it's not really a hurricane. It was the remnants of Hurricane K. That sort of like broke off the somewhere off Baja. So they got a little rain. Uh, they got <laughs> the like streets like up. mudslides and uh, they got there was some big there was some. It also put out one of the fires. Oh well, that was good. That was a benefit. My mother-in-law was complaining because it was hot and humid in Orange County. <laughs> Hot what, and the 80, week eighty seven right and then and then the week before she was complaining because it was cold. <laughs> well, you know, I, Orange County doesn't really change temperature much, right? No, it doesn't. So, um, you know, today is Grenache Day. Um, I know we, you guys already kind of did most that. Wonderful time of the year, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I just there was an article that I found, and I thought it would spur on a little conversation um, in. Uh, pay to play the tasting panel magazine 
Um, but this is sponsored by the EU, this ad. And it says the toast of Article. European... Article? Ad advertorial. Advertorial. Um, the toast of Europeans, Grenache Grenache, one of the world's most eco-friendly grapes. Um, Echo? Hello? Hello? I'm Grenache. I'm Grenache. Um, and, why, and why is that? Well, it says uh, Grenache has been one of the primary grapes used in the production of organic wines due to its versatility and its ability to adapt to extreme climate conditions and terroirs in its European birthplace. Known as water stress, known as a water stress variety, it is highly drought resistant. So vines can produce fruit in dry areas where water is limited, requiring little or no irrigation. See, if there wasn't a reason to love Grenache before, there you go. Right. Uh, I mean, is that true, guys? Not, not really. <laughs> I, I, they just well, put could... drip lines in Gigondas, so you know how water sensitive <laughs> is it. <laughs> well, you can tell it's written by a PR agency. You know, doing. You, you can just tell the way it's written. And, uh, but reality is. If it sells more Grenache. Well, that's I'm all thing. for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the Grenache took the water really well this last week. The Grenache looks a lot better than a lot of other varieties Absolutely. do. It, it, so, it really does. I mean, there is. A, getting to call your grape eco, 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 eco friendly. Um, the farming is the what's eco-friendly or not um but there is something to be said for its heat and drought tolerance i mean that's mm -hmm. you know one of the reasons that, you know you look at the places in in you know spain where it came from and you look around here in 120 um, and you go wow is that is that really cabernet weather in oakville or is that some other variety of weather in Oakville. Well, and in Vaucluse, you know, the, the mistrals blow that hot air, you know, for three months. And I always kind of contribute that concentration you get to Chateauneufs and Gigondasses to that drying of the, that concentrates the flavor. And I don't think we get the same thing here. We get beautiful Grenaches, but they don't have that concentration that you get from the French versions. Well, we might start getting them with temperatures like this. Yeah. I mean, it, Casey, since we last saw you, you kind of, you had the trip we all wish we would have had a little pilgrimage to um, the south of France. We did. It was supposed to be every five years. Me and my wife got uh, engaged uh, in 2015 in France and we were like, every five years we're going to come back and the fifth year would have been 2020. So, canceled. 21, we rebooked, saying, all right, every six years, canceled. Um, so we got to go this year. So we spent three weeks oh. cruising through Provence, um, and we drank it's lots beautiful, of beautiful, isn't it? It's wonderful. I mean, we've been before, but just to, Where'd you go? Avignon and Chateauneuf-du-Pape and, and Gigandas? All, all of those. And then we spent a little time on the coast, and we were in Cassay for a little while, and then Bandol, which oh, I highly yeah. recommend yeah. both of those. But Cassay was lovely, and those wines are spectacular. Um, really hard to find here in the U.S. because they drink them all there, but they don't make a lot. But God, it was lovely. So. And I talked to Anne Charlotte yesterday, and they're in day three of harvest, yeah. which sounds right, I guess, for there. Mm -hmm. Were there any grapes out there that actually did well during this heat spike? Grenache and Alder Springs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think I think well. Sam, please correct me on this, but I think well-farmed vineyards that there was some moisture in the ground for them to use up um, 
and that were healthy in the first place, they probably got through it all right. It it was the fruit that was exposed in uh, low um, the, the the quality of the the soils being low quality. Those are the ones that suffered. You know, nothing was gonna, you were going to lose something no matter what. You know, with the amount of heat and the length of the heat that we had, um, so there was a lot of you know everywhere lost some volume and some shrivel and some fruit, um, some canopy, but you know, there are some pretty resilient vineyards out there too and varieties and farming, you know, if the farming was good, if there's soil and you know, if there's a strong canopy to fruit ratio mm -hmm. yeah. and, and you got lucky and timed your water in, right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with the, with the heat, you know, spikes and troughs that we had, uh, you know, it, it's not, not it's not an all is lost right. you know Good. some is lost yeah. it's some is lost it's our, every harvest some our, is yeah. lost yeah, yeah. our lake county cabernet up uh, at obsidian looks great you know but it peaked up there at like 98 and that's nothing different than normal hey just speaking of aunt charlotte i had the opportunity to if, if anyone hasn't tried her wines and i don't know anyone around here that carries it I, like i don't even know if todd has it at sonoma's best but for, white for those of you who are listening to your first episode of The Winemakers, <laughs> uh, and yeah, Charlotte is... Yeah. <laughs> um, we drove past there on our little pilgrimage. Did you really? But, and remember, we had Hospice to Rhone. She's like, oh, it's the Pink Castle. And so we drove past, and we were going to drive up the drive and just pop in, but we decided not to. Oh, because I could just imagine your daughter wanting to go see the castle. Oh, totally. And that's what it was. Like, oh, there is a Pink Castle! Yeah. <laughs> it is pink. Um, but I, I got to I got to serve a, one of her white chetan up the other night and the and the people when they tried it were like, oh, and luckily they drink French wine because I said, you know, this is not a um, California wine. It's and I came up with a new descriptor for Anne Charlotte's wines that it's like a wisp. It's like a guy whispering in your ear, not grabbing your ass. <laughs> oh, my God, that is so wrong. Wait, and how? Just on so many levels. You mean politically? Yes. No, I mean her style of winemaking. Brian, not Brian's in your face. About women's asses, though. Who said it was a woman? Well. I said it was her winemaking that is like whispering in your ear, not grabbing your ass. So it could be her. What she's doing her is she's ass? she's no, she's nibbling on your ear. She's not just going in for the kill. You're not funny. No, we're trying. Yeah. We're, Mark, that's Mark a lot of words for saying restraint. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle, <laughs> subtlety. We, hey, we, we Which talked Brian about, is currently lacking. New descriptors new on descriptors, wines. And, right. and using emotion to okay. describe wines. I and guess, so that's that's I, the new thing now. Is, okay, I'm not going to talk it. about honeydew and, and, and um, quince. Right. I'm going to talk about whispering in your ear and grabbing your ass. Okay, well, I'm coming off of watching Victoria's Secret episode about all of the Me Too and Oh, God, what is that, that on? It's on Hulu. <laughs> and do they it show just, the models? Do they have any oh, wine yeah. descriptors? You know, you, you can tell that Sandra and Brian haven't been spending enough time together in a while. They, they, they've grown apart, and we're seeing that right here. It's time for you guys to start hanging out a bit more. I didn't know there was a Victoria's Secret show out. Well, it's not really so much about... Well, it is about Victoria's Secret, but it's also about the whole... Um, what they did to the models and body shaming and right. uh, Jeffrey Epstein and the other guy. And yeah. it's, wow, it's, yeah. 
But things have changed in general, though. You can't. So I, I talked my daughter into watching 16 Candles the other day, oh. the movie with Molly Ringwald, and it's got John Cusack, Joan Cusack. Brat Pack. The end of the movie, she said, there are so many things wrong in that movie. Wow. Well, and that was so only smart, like 86, 87. Yeah. Um, but, it, but the guy basically, his drunk girlfriend passes out, so he gives her to... Um, Anthony Michael Hall to, to take home, basically saying you can do whatever you want to her. Sam. Uh, <laughs> oh, not oh my God. <laughs> There's just a lot of things that you go back and you watch and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe, um, well, we I don't be think we should add. Child. I don't think we should add wine descriptors to the already pile of of uh, no, no, inappropriate no, no. conversation. No, 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 that's not it at all. We're adding emotion to wine <laughs> instead of flavor profiles. Okay. Yeah. It's like so a light hug, not a hard hug. It sneaks up and, and whispers in your ear, huh? Okay. Right. Good. He grabs your balls. No, <laughs> no instead That's of. more like a instead camus. Of. Instead oh. of. Okay. Instead of. The emotion of that happening to you. And I don't say grab your balls. I say kicks you in the boo-boo. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are like, why did we invite her to <laughs> The voice of reason. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> never. Never. Uh, Casey, I don't know what this is because it doesn't have a label on it, but it smells beautiful. Amazing. It's a Napa Carnero Grenache from a vineyard we picked up last year, um, and it's really pretty. It's a Grenache in the Sea of Chardonnay, um, and God, it's good. And who planted it, and why? I don't when? know. No, uh, Mark English, who's a, just an architect. Um, I don't know why he planted Grenache. He shouldn't have, but it makes wonderful wine. And he was, it's, this is the fifth leaf in 2021. And he was selling it to some place that was just thrown in a blend. And last year through mutual friends, he found me and um, I took it on. And so this will be our second year. But uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's cool for a California cooler expression of Grenache. I mean, I I don't know a lot of those. I mean, at least not up here. There's not a lot of. Grenache and Carneros or Sonoma Coast. Yeah, and it's just well, like so expressive, but it has weight and body. I'm, I mean, you know, in the um, realm of, you know, vein of Fond du Loup, it's that, you know, it's the cool sandy side of, of Chateauneuf. No, you sandy? Know, really? Very um, sandy. Very sandy. No, Carneros. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> clay? The clay, the well, cool clay side of Sonoma. But, you know, point being... Maybe Carneros should have more Grenache instead of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. You know, it was the same. It was the same hundred and ten down there that it was here. Right. You know. Well, and we're picking that vineyard tomorrow, and it looks fine. It looks like nothing happened to it. And there's probably some fried Chardonnay and Pinot Noir out there. Absolutely, right next door. So we've opened one. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that is from Mendocino, the Sawyer Vineyard, and that didn't make it. It didn't. It. I, I'm sure it tasted great when it was bottled and you were serving it at the restaurant. But right now, it, and I don't know if it was the cork came out oh. in pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but it may have. So the cork may have um, shrunk a little bit and then mm-hmm. gotten a little bit of air in there because it tastes a little raisined out. Okay. Well, I only brought it up because that would be a coastal, and maybe part of it is that they don't last that. They're not going to stay well. No, that that's long. not. That's not, not it. coastal. That's. The Sawyer Vineyards in Mendocino? It's it's in the Ukiah Valley, which oh. if it was 110 here, it was probably it. 
that there. They, it's really hot there. They like to say that it cools down at night, but it's just hot up there, period. Yeah. No, it gets stuck to 87 at night. <laughs> so we've opened one from Casey, one Shiner. That's the Napa Carneros. Yeah. And uh, what else are you guys yeah, opening? We, today? we, start, yeah, we started with 2019 Adutet Rosé. That, aha, that's right. From the Miller Vineyard. So that's that yummy. Yeah. yeah, it was. Year, year three on that now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four, really. Picked it in 2019. It's, yeah. Stylistically, a little different from the first uh, um, year that yeah, totally. took pieces of my brain right. in my yeah. garage. It's a little, it's a little. Yeah. It's softer. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, it's, it's softened. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. aging. Everybody thought I was, they still think, and I am crazy to put it in a brown bottle, but. Um, you just start crazy. It has nothing to do with the bottle. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> What's the brown bottle do, Sam? Is it light? Yeah, you know, light is your is your enemy in aging wine. That's why you put right. wine in dark bottles. Um, most rosé goes into a clear bottle because people like to show off the fact that it's rosé and oh, the yeah. color. And, okay. um, and it is really pretty color. And it's yeah, I mean, this was a it's a beautiful color wine. It's stupid to put it in a bottle that you can't see the color of it, but it's better for the wine. Uh, yeah, I mean that it it's better for the wine and it also tells the consumer that it's an age-worthy wine because you've taken the time to make to put it in the dark bottle to help it. I actually found out about a, a friend of a friend who bought a full set of Adutet because of the rosé and was disappointed to learn that the other two bottles were actually red wine and not and not rosé also. So so there's the it's a the 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 reverse Confusion. Rosé lovers. I should send them a case. And Bart, what are you drinking? It looks kind of viscous. That's a 2022 Peter Mathis Vineyard Grenache Noir. And, you know, last year he gave me full. You picked that like oh three or four days ago. No, we picked that in August. Oh, really? Twentieth. Oh, he picked his. He picked his. Oh, okay. <laughs> I picked this like Ooh. three weeks ago. So this is this is gone. This is dry. This is dry. It probably just about finished ML yesterday. I I, I was smelled a little ML yesterday, and it doesn't have that now. Twelve and a half percent alcohol, probably. Um, and so. shout out to Peter. He's uh, I, I don't know if it's by choice um, or by design from his marketing team, but he's definitely putting a little more out there on social media. He is. It's true. Marsha's Marsha's doing some work. Yeah. Marsha's makeup is really it. good at what she does too. That's great. Yeah. Really like her. Mm. Yeah, he's doing like tutorials and sitting at a bench and get to see a lot more of him and his little dog. He's making wine at our facility this year. So oh, be... cool. Where was he doing it before? Uh, he was at Ravenswood forever oh, okay. until they finally gave him the boot just because he no longer worked there. Um, and then he was at Sonoma Valley Custom Crush last year and then came over. Oh, I'm glad he settled. This year. Yeah. That's great. He, it's kind of funny is that, you know, I, I only got a ton off of his vineyard this year. And this was way, you know, three weeks ago, almost a month ago. Um, and he gave me the full ton. But when it came to pick his, the rest of his vineyard, I think he only pulled like four tons off of it. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't have given you that whole ton. I didn't realize it was that light. 
So he's not going to have a lot of wines this year. And that seems to be another tale of this vintage, right? Yeah. If you got in early, you got your fruit delivered. If you didn't, then everybody's short. Yeah. You know, the heat, ever at least 20% reduction from the beginning of the week to the end of the week, just across the board. On a year that was already a light year, you know, there was frost, there was, you know, especially in Grenache, there was a ton of shatter. You know, late rain. Um, so they're going to be good, though. They're going to be, be great. Constant, concentrated. <laughs> stock up on your 22s. Well, and the 21s are the of them. same way. They were just light out there, and they, they're beautiful wines. I'm really excited uh, to I – mean, we won't bottle the 21 Grenaches until uh, this summer. But what I'm tasting – I mean, you guys are tasting that Napa Carnero, so they're just lovely. Um, it's beautiful. Here's a 20, the only 21 I do bottle early, which is the carbonic, which is yummy this year, too. Next, next on the I was gonna skip right to the Pagao, but I guess I'll go carbonic first because once you go Pagao, you can't, I don't think you can go backwards to carbonic. You started with the Pagao, I did too. (laughs) 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 Which, yeah, you pulled out of your cellar, which I'm kind of curious what your wine collections looking like these well, days? Well, you know, I went I went to look for a Synchronon. I thought, and, oh, I would be really... I would and be, you found it and then put it back? No, and then I realized, <laughs> well, the ones Screw I those guys. Were, were magnums. I'm like, no, I'm oh, not God. bringing a magnum. Yeah. Um, but I realized that John pilfered um, some of the Synchronon to set, put on the wine list. So I'm like, okay, I don't have that. My wine, my wine I still have obviously some old Grenache. I have a lot of the um, Tre Bonane, the Syrah. Um, I don't have a single bottle of Projet de V, which is really bizarre. I think we have a couple. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And But I, I honestly, like, I didn't drink that much, like, the last couple years. But what I did drink is I drank um, chartreuse. <laughs> I definitely... <laughs> I mean, and that, that's a hundred percent proven to kill COVID. I heard. Yeah, I did. I, during that whole time, I never got COVID. So there you go. So it's that stuff um, that that you got from Chicago, the Malort. Malort. That'll yeah. kill it too. Malort kills everything, uh, including the person who consumes it. I still need to get a bottle of that. Uh, what two. is that called? I say that every week. Can, you, can we just go get it right now? Should we go get it right? Should we yeah. go get a, a taste yeah. of Malort? Yeah. Live. What Malort. is it? It is a. Uh, um, a Chicago tradition, Jepson's Distillery Malort, and it's like a it's like a botanical Amaro like Jägery okay. <laughs> kind of, but it's not as it's not as sweet as uh-huh. um, like a you know an Amaro or an, yeah. yeah Jäger kind of thing. Uh, a little more I, like Underbergy. Yeah. So it's uh, not homemade. I th- I thought it was a homemade. Oh uh, no no, this is like. According so name drop Kevin Burns who listens to every show to hear when we name drop him. Um, what he said about Malort being from Chicago is that when he's out with his friends in Chicago and he wants to go home, he orders everybody a round of Malort and then they have a shot and they're like, "Fuck, I'm going home." <laughs> so awesome. I'll uh, I'll go you know go no, find the Malort. I'm, good. I'm, good. I'm gonna I'm go find the Malort. You don't, don't I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I've been hearing about it yeah. for a month now. Okay, I have a hard time believing John Kevin Burns Malort? ever wants to go home. Right. Yeah. No, Sam, I don't want my lord. Sandra. Bart. What's going on with all your art? 
I mean, well, you have been, first of all, explain about it. And you have been prolific in what you've been producing. And there's some stuff <laughs> that I just absolutely go crazy over. And some of them kind of, eh. Like which are your, eh? eh. Okay. Like which ones? Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. I, 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 don't, I, I don't care. No, no, I, I have to go and I'd, I'd have to go back okay. and really reference yeah. it. I love them um, all, Sander. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I it's, appreciate them all. Well, it's But there's funny. some that stir me emotionally. Oh, I love that. Like a... Like I a grab on the edge. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting because I was really going to try and take the conversation into what's happening with wineries and NFTs and yeah, the metaverse sure, and Let's have this it. conversation. So, and then I can go into the art just for a quick thing. Cause that's, Absolutely. Yeah. So, but I also, Sam better get out here quick. But, um, so what I'll start with is that um, I'm an architect on voxels, which used to be called crypto voxels. Now it's called voxels. And it is a metaverse with about 7,000 plots. And it's been around, it's one of the older metaverses. So it didn't just come out this year. And it's very different from like um, Meta or uh, Decentraland or, um the sandbox and so a ton of and i know if you haven't heard about metaverse yet you're gonna think i'm crazy but i'm really not and i'm pretty much a normal person for the most part but i am fascinated by what's happening in web3 right now and um so i i just ended up building randomly and then really fell in love with it and so I made a lot of furniture. I made a lot of fixtures for people's houses that they were already buying, but they didn't want to build or they didn't want to make furniture or whatever. So I was touted as the West Elm of crypto voxels. Wow. So, um, and I did it to be a, um, to have passive income, you know, so once you set up your stuff and I have a couple home goods stores on a couple different islands and people come in, they see stuff, they can just go buy it. And I can wake up in the morning to a $10 sale, a $20 sale for pottery or for a lamp or for a rug. Yeah, no, everyone um, that thought you were crazy one minute ago just went, oh. Yeah. So so Dane, <laughs> yeah. so so Dane's looking some for some Minecraft. passive. Well, Dane's looking for some passive income, he told me the other day. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to walk him through. But 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 you're talking this five or ten dollars, is this actual like tangible money or is what, this you don't think crypto I, I, is real money? sandra i didn't say that i didn't say that i'm trying to learn about it no, no, no. i don't okay so well here's the deal it comes to me in ethereum and when okay. i want to change it to dollars i okay. just change it to dollars that's awesome yeah. just curious yeah i mean there's a million tokens right now so it's a good question okay. it is a good question and right now randomly ethereum is going through a merge in these next three days so what's happening is they're going from proof of stake to proof of work and basically what that means it's going to be more environmental friendly blah 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 so um it'll be interesting and it can do trans transactions really quick but anyway i digress so from being an architect on architects island um they will know. So being an architect, there is was a new project called Architect Island, and they asked me to participate. And it was a very historical thing because it was the first time that they were selling pre-built 
fully furnished properties. So there were no other women on this island. It was a bunch of real architects, meta architects, um, all random OG people. Um, and I was like, sure, why not? You know, and basically the deal was, is I had to build 13 properties and I got to keep six. So when I first bought my first property, the uh, US dollar value was about 4,200, which is now about 900 value right now with the market dropping. But, um, but anyway, so I built these things and the company's going through some really bizarre things, which I won't go necessarily into, but one of the properties I built is called the Wine House. H-A-U-S. And it is a three-level building. And the first floor is a tasting room with swanky um, furniture. And I wish I could show you right now, but yeah. I can't. Is there, um, some, is there somewhere that if people are listening right now, they can go to and look at it? Well, we, we, maybe we can share it out there. Yeah. Um, Sandra-Bernstein.com. And then there is a spot that says Metaverse Builds. And if you click on that, um, it'll take you... I think it might take you to some of the architect island, but um, I'll try and update that and just so something can go. So I don't own the wine house right now. I just built it. So I only have the stuff that I own. But anyway, so the second floor and there's bottles in there. I made bottles. I have glasses. I made glassware. Um, and then the second floor is, and there's outdoor seating. Your website requires, it wants my cookies. Oh, it, I don't take your cookies. You can hit. We've yes. always we've always taken the, your cookies. brownies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should change cookies to brownies. <laughs> Collecting your brownies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't worry about it. So anyway, um, so the second floor is a um, is a long table that seats about forty, and it's there's laptops on the table and there's video screens and so it's either an educational room where you can live stream whatever, or it's for a farm to table dinner on the second floor overlooking the other metaverse. On the third floor, there's a stage and a, a microphone for a band and then more tasting bars. And then on the roof is a living roof. So, um, you know, you can fly up on the roof, you can sit up there and drink and watch the sunset, whatever. So, way back when and i i know i told bits and pieces of this to you guys early on is i had a concept where there are wine clubs in i think all the wineries should have a a metaverse landing it, it in reality it's like having a digital three-dimensional website but what it does is when you have your vinyl sundays you could also be live streaming your vinyl Sunday in your metaverse and meaning people aren't drinking, but they're dancing and they're playing and they're, you know, clicking QR codes and signing up for whatever wine or, you know, or you do an NFT project where people buy your NFT, which is a token and it is like a membership card. So if you have an, and so I, I love the idea and it's, and it's, I'm going all over the place, but it's a supply and demand thing. So what I think is like, if you have a limited amount of wine clubs that you can sell, you create an NFT that your wine club members get or they buy, 
And those members get the same basic deal that you would give your wine club members. But there's only 800 of them or 1,000 of them. If, and if you're a small, you know, you can't do a million clubs, it becomes a supply and demand. So when that consumer is tired of having that membership, they sell it and they sell it to somebody else. And there's a marketplace where you can sell your membership or trade and get a different winery's membership. So it doesn't work if there's a million clubs because you can always buy an NFT to a club. Does that make sense so far? If there's like a thousand clubs. If Is there's it- a thousand and you're, you're at 990, then your people that bought them have incentive to buy, to keep them or to sell them because they'll be worth more money. Right. Doesn't mean you have to add more value necessarily. So that's one thing, but I did bring up two other things. One, Mondavi did a NFT drop last year, which my brothers went into. They did a, um, it's a porcelain magnum of, there were three different winemakers from France, I think from France, and you could pick which one. The NFT was the image of the art. It was a real artist that did the art. And then um, you get to pick up the bottle sometime this fall. So we'll see when that happens. But it was very, very expensive. Right now, it wouldn't be. So that was the Mondavi project, which was interesting because they pushed it through to try and be one of the first. Wait, right now, it wouldn't be expensive? So are it was there... like three. It was like 20. Well, it was it was one Ethereum. So at one Ethereum then, it was like 3,800. Oh. If it was now, it would be 1,600, So people in Ethereum are generally thinking an Ethereum is an Ethereum, not Ethereum equals, you know, whatever it equals. But personally, I think it takes a little while to get to that place because when you're going, it's, it's like foreign currency, you it's know, so how good is exchange. your dollar in somewhere? So there's two other ones. Um, the Cuvée Collection is also another one where you buy an NFT and then you get access to drops um, that happen before they happen. And their first drop is with Robert Craig. I didn't go into this whole thing because I'm not, you know, so I'm they're not. Part, they're just an entity that's partnered with wine. Well, yes. And they're going to keep going. Experiences, the world of wine, blah, blah, blah. Then the other one is Club de Van. And um, again, they had an NFT. And this is a guy who has some property in Oakville or um, he's like generational in the family and he's trying to bring his stuff, you know, more to the present, more to the future. But they did a big, I didn't buy either of them. I didn't buy either of those NFTs. I figure I have a lot of access. But however, I'm just bringing it up because I think that Sonoma, oh, and oh, um, Massacan, he is very heavy duty in the metaverse. And we started to have a conversation and I never followed through. I need to do that. And Justin Smith Saxum, his really good friend is also launching a club, which I forget what it is. I was hoping to do, yeah. So anyway, it's happening and we are still so, so early. So one of the things I'm thinking is I have six properties in my island that I got for building. And one of them is the wine house. 
one of them is a cafe with uh, residents on top. One of them is a yacht club right now. But I'm thinking if I could get five, four or five wineries or collectives that would be interested in having their space in the metaverse, it would be worth it for me to help them do it. I, I'm not even thinking about a financial model right now, but trying to figure out how to get, you know, maybe there's a Sonoma house, you know, maybe there's the Carneros house, maybe there's the Grenache house. Yeah, and it's just winemakers that want to sell Winemakers podcast house. And you, I built, but I gave this one back to Voxels. I built a full on media center that had six studios. So like QVC, the cooking show, the Ethereum business show. And then on the top floor, it had a podcast studio and or a radio station and then an admin thing. So that's a really cool space. But I gave that to them. It's on the other side. I think Sam was talking about like getting people that have been on the podcast um, like that would be a room like, you oh, know, totally. like yes. if we could get people who have been on the show, Casey Grable. And ourselves like to buy into it, right? Yes. Is that what you were saying? I kind of oh. feel like I'm in the metaverse when I hang out with Casey Grable anyway. It's oh. Cool. It's like, is this reality? Is yes. this a simulation? It's, it's all together. Does it's his plaid all, shirt really yes. match his hat? Yes, you can really fly. <laughs> yeah. Can I really fly to you the living really room? Um, but, you I'm know, this is just Photoshop. Like... <laughs> <laughs> right. Opportunity. The whole first, you know, you talked, you talked about his trip to France. The whole first like week and a half, I thought it was just like he'd done really good photoshops. I was like, oh, it stepped his game up. Um, no, I really went. Sorry about the passing of your good friend Queen Elizabeth. Also, I was super. <laughs> little, little bit. It's a lot of fun. Sorry. No, no, no. I mean, do you have any question? I know I, I, I would need like five hours to like explain like so much of what I've learned. But I guess the bottom line is I think um, you, all of you and winemakers need to start thinking what your play is going to be in Web3. And um, I know it just sounds so goofy. Oh, great. I'm flying around the metaverse. I'm in a in a metaverse fake building on the website or wherever and nobody's here and you know but if you look at steve aoki and Farrell and nike and adidas and gucci and huge metaverse fashion shows right now people making clothing for the metaverse um it, I have to get dressed in the metaverse? Well, no, you don't. Okay. I have yeah. some very naked, <laughs> naked um, avatars. But that's the other thing that the biggest thing people are working on is how do you get people to go from one metaverse to another without having to change your whole avatar? Because each system kind of has their own system. And so, like, how do you keep your identity? So um, anyway, that's what I was doing with that. And so if you have any interest in exploring that, I'd be happy to see what we could do or brainstorm or whatever. Um, you know, it will require some work. I mean, the building part is the easy part. All of it is about marketing, you know, and anything, no matter whether you're selling a bottle of wine or you're getting somebody the metaverse or you want to educate, if you don't tell them where you are, they're not going to know because it's not like there's a million people just wandering the streets of voxels. Um, you really have to direct them to where that is. 
I I just launched my first new website in ten years Ooh, for Winery sixteen six hundred, so and now I have to figure out what my Web three house looks like. Took me four years to get a new website. Well, no, with, with some help, we <laughs> okay. can make that happen okay. a little quicker. But um, go do check out the new website, though. I will. That's yeah. exciting. It's pretty. And then in my art, just really quickly, I have jumped into the um, AI artificial intelligence art, which is um, text to image prompts or image to art. Um, but yeah. basically. You fill in, um, like, my sentences are all over the place. And I've done over 10,000 images. Is it like Mad Libs? Uh, so, yes. So yes. There's, a, there's something a where, way. yes, crayon it is. is, is yes. Is a little bit like exactly. That. Well, Crayon was the early, was like before Mid Journey came out. Crayon was like the mini Dolly. And then yeah. Mid Journey came I'm out. I'm shocked that Brian knows about I, that this. That was really impressive. So I work with younger people. And we found common ground um, with through crayon um, because awesome. we like to share each other's um, images that, yeah. that we come up with. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. But so, anyone that doesn't know, you can you can basically use use AI, and I can put in and Bart, you're right. It is sort of if we want to think about it as Mad Libs. Mm -hmm. You can put down um, the other day. It was something so stupid just to show someone. It was golden retriever eats yellow car right um and then ai will generate nine images right of well that particular ai some it's four images some it's one image right. there's um, a lot and there's more coming and they're out all completely different, and none yeah. of them are real right this is ai coming up with these images that look real but mm -hmm. they're not using any real photos or right. history well, I mean, and the way that happens is that computers are trained on huge libraries of images, text, and whatever. So they keep training and training. Yeah. So in my work towards this is I am, I'm able to do, this is a, a landscape painting of girlfriends walking on the beach by Forever Curious. And that's me. So instead of by Pablo Picasso or by Monet and pulling that style, I have done so many images that I am able to have my own style because the machines keep training and training and training. So you're like, you do a Mad Lib and get your nine images and then you pick the one of the nine that you most identify you with. And dialing in. And then it, you can so you take just... it into Photoshop. You can make it a video. So mine all goes into different things because there's a lot of controversy right now. Like, is AI art, you know? And, like, are you stealing from the artists that all these images are generated from? But we're but all doing that. And photography. Right. I mean, right. you get a camera and you take a picture. Um, you know, did I didn't you build the Eiffel Tower, but I'm taking a beautiful picture. Of yeah, it. but also you you curated where you wanted to aim and right. how you set your settings. To me, AI is like another pencil or a paintbrush or whatever. Now, if because we're gonna see a lot of crappy art come through. And, um, you know, especially with people that just type something, the cat and the hat, and then, you know, you see this crappy art all over. So artists are like, God, I've been in school for 20 years and I can't sell a single thing. So 
the stuff that I'm selling right now on, um, I'm on the Tezos chain mostly because I like the art there. I'm selling pieces for one Tez, which is the equivalent right now of a dollar ninety-two. So it's not anything, but there are people that are selling for thousands of dollars. I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going. So my last thing I'm going to say, because it's, no, it's no wonder podcast. you didn't pick up your autotet for yeah, nine months. I, I've been pretty <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing a project right now, which is working title, the sisterhood or their sisterhood or whatever. And so I basically put out, um, a Facebook message, an Instagram message, and a um, Twitter, and on WhatsApp, and all these other places. And so the original images was, nobody's seen this yet, so I haven't shown it. So I've generated like over a hundred of these that all look different. And they're just, you know, like, as you keep doing AI, they're different. And I wasn't thinking of this project when I did this, but I was like, what am I going to do with it? I can make a generative project where I sell a hundred of these and people pick one or the other or whatever. But I'm like, no, let me go deeper. And so on Facebook, I asked women just from like, it was like a, from our leap year girlfriend parties, like an extension of that to um you know send me your tribe send me your closest that you can't live without and i'm like nobody's gonna do this well there's over a hundred so right now i have like about six five six hundred people in the sisterhood and so part of the art practic project is connecting all of these sisterhoods together then I went back and asked everybody what makes this person part of your sisterhood. And so they're giving me these attributes. So that's where I am. I'm in the middle of figuring out how I'm putting it together, but I love it's become really close and really community and um, making people think about different things. And um, I don't know. It's really cool. It's really fun. Well, for me, the fun part is, is that it's the only limit is what, your imagination. It's your imagination. Yeah. yeah. It's not like Sam, if you wanted to build a tasting house and you said, well, we only have, we have a hundred thousand dollars and the supply chain right now is fucked up. So I can't get right. theater seats from a London right. theater. Um, and then what are, what's the artwork? Oh, well, that's going to cost me this much. It's like, whatever you can imagine, you can create. Yeah. And so the it's thing I haven't badass. done is I really, I, I did it a little bit and I got frustrated, but you can put your, I could do my photo as the prompt and then see where that goes and then keep going and going and going. And I think that would be more meaningful also because it's already something that I created. So when, was was all this kind of I mean, you, you have this art in you and it's always been part of who you are. It's my degree. And, and it's your degree. It's what you studied. But during lockdown, when you were going on your solo hikes around town trying mm -hmm. to remain unanimous or uh, uh, anonymous, anonymous, magnanimous, magnanimous. He hasn't even had any malort yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you were you were doing these amazing photographs of all the of all the uh, houses in town. Mm -hmm. um, it, was that all the start of this? Like, was, was that how you got to this? Or was this always coming, the, the AI art? Um, well, AI art really 
there's an app that people can use called um, Dream, Wordle Dream. And so someone told me about that. And I played with that on AI. So that was the first thing. But that was, but that was after the photographs. The photographs were um, kind of came out of me walking really early, so I wouldn't run into anybody. And um, the, it was dark, and the light was changing, and I would take different paths around town. And as soon as, honestly, people started saying, oh, you didn't get my house. Can you walk by my house? Then I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Right. Um, but what I did think about today was the photo I did of the Sonoma Auto Body Shop. And right. now it's torn down. And I, yeah, I actually like that photo. Sonoma Trucking Auto. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it's, um, it's art is something that you don't really need to be with a lot of people. Um, you know, it's really personal. It's very difficult. It's not that different from making a wine and having people critique it or a, a dish in a restaurant and having people, you know, like it or not like it. Um, so it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. It's been fun. That's awesome. Yeah. But I think the fun part is if, if you guys kind of can relate in some way to it, like for, for Bart, who doesn't even have a tasting room or Casey. To have yeah. a presence somewhere yeah. that people can right. actually go to um, yeah. and get whatever it is you want them to get there. Mm -hmm. um, I just want their money. I just want their money. Well, <laughs> money's, the money's coming. I mean, the money's yeah. going to be there and people are making plenty of money. I yeah. mean, think if you were to do an NFT for your wine club or you maybe you don't have a wine club you're going to start or you're going to add a whole new tier and you're going to have only 200 spots. You do a beautiful NFT of your label art and you put it up for sale for whatever you want, $300, 300 times 200. You know, if you have enough people to buy out, you get a cash infusion right there and you only are giving up like 2.5%. And then not only that, when it's sold on the secondary market, you can put something in where you a portion of the royalties can go to a charity or go back to the winery or whatever that part is amazing or switch it so like you can't switch it once it's in the blockchain i mean because the because the money will go from wallet to wallet so okay. to play devil's advocate here mm -hmm. love it um i guess i'm a little frightened by the idea of it's universe that is it's like a time sink, right? Rather than living in our actual universe, being on a computer. To totally. And you know what? During COVID and lockdown, it was like really, really appropriate. Um, some of the other worlds that are coming now are going to be AR, augmented reality, where you're actually in the real world and there are things happening. And so I did buy some land on this um, other metaverse called Superworld, and I bought Sonoma. So it is a Wait, layer. I bought the square, the the um, museum. I bought um, the fig. I bought Cafe La Haye. So wait a minute. So there's a map of Sonoma, and then you just purchased things from it, there's or you had to build the them? Universe. I haven't built anything yet. You I just... should probably be able, like, if I'm probably going to be able to build something in um, voxels and import it into Superworld. But the thing with that is... So you bought 
You bought parcels. I bought parcels. And I'm just sitting on them right now because this company is like still two years out. But their whole thing, he's a young developer who has young kids. And he's like, I don't want my kids in front of a computer all day. How do you enhance your real life with your digital life? And what I also see is that the jobs that are coming are going to be computer engineering jobs. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people are making $300,000. They, they can't find enough developers to do all the stuff they're doing. Sure. And we're so, all going to be like Fred Flintstones, right? Yeah. I mean, I do think there's issues. Way ahead about, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the reason why a winery would want to do it is to have access with your community all over the world. Sure curated an art show with 80 artists from all over yesterday a, a, a guy that i met through all this is lives in colombia and he works in a planetarium and he's doing a dome show so i got him all this art that is going to be in real life that our artists did wow. that i'm on this so cool. curation team so i built them a gallery and so it's it's a lot. It's you don't want to get left behind, I don't think, and you just want to know enough of I keep looking like where is the financial reward? The community reward is there if you have community that are already into that. I mean like Grenache Day, like Grenache Day could be It'd like be this so major great. thing right, right. that we all can't get together. Yes. Right. Met at Tacos de Rune. Yes. Yes. I I have a food hall. So you can get sushi and you can get tacos. Yeah. I don't have a confit tacos. Um, And the way I explained it to someone who who was kind of resistant at first of of what we're talking about was, you know, some people think of technology as as um, not bringing people together, but people then being solo or or being um, isolated. But I said some of the most exciting um, technology for me is is if you can imagine calling your parents right now. Let's say I'm calling my dad who lives in North Carolina, but I'm calling him with a set of VR glasses on. And we decide that we're going to meet on um, Cam 3 Beach on yeah. Maui, yeah. which we've both been yeah. to. So we're going to I'm going to be sitting in a lawn chair. He's going to be sitting in a lawn chair. We're going to be looking Maybe at the yet. waves crashing, exactly. but we're going to be sitting there talking to each other instead of doing it through FaceTime or a phone call. Right. We'll be doing it just in an alternate universe, but we'll still be connecting, right. but in a place that we both love. And so that way I've found that that way, when you explain yeah. it to people, they're like, oh, that would be super cool. I'm like, yeah, that's a use of technology where it's actually bringing people together. And you would want to, I'm like, I'm calling my dad next week because I want to go, yeah. let's go sit under the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, there are things like where I would like drive around, you know, in in a space with the goggles on. And I'm not a fan of the goggles because they're heavy. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for the new ones to come out. But like I could do a tour of just street art in every city in the world, you know, curated, you know, dialed in, you know, the best 10 waterfalls, like where you actually go and you can stand under and you know feel like you're getting water all over you i don't know it's it's fascinating and it's kooky and it's crazy and i don't know if in a year from now i'm gonna be still into it or i'm gonna be traveling i have no idea well, but for both. now it's fun or both right. yeah or both Meta live studio audience podcast mm-hmm. yeah 
Well, it's coming whether you're yeah. into it or yeah. not. Exactly. Right. Right. So it's one of those yeah. things that, that I've learned is, is just yeah. listen and kind of take what kind of uh, mm-hmm. what interests you, um, and and then ask questions. But I, I love that idea of a virtual tasting hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's well, just and, drawing I mean, people in front and yeah, in a different all way over the world. To 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 what you do, but they can be living anywhere. And it's also not that different, like in during COVID, where you would send people the wine and then you would get together on the Zoom. This is three dimensional and they're not in the screen. They're with their avatar and they're in there and you're live streaming and you're tasting the wine with them. It's it's different and it's the same. Um, And then wanting to get younger people into drinking wine. Yeah. Here, here's someone saying there's, mm-hmm. here's an opportunity. Amstel Light has a huge property in Voxels. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, happy no, Grenache Day. I know. And, and tell me, do you, <laughs> do you get the glossed over look a lot when you start oh, talking I, about I, it? There's some people I can't even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I tried, it's, I tried not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I came in kind of glossed over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I think it, on, like, brand? on brand. <laughs> on brand. <laughs> but it, that's that's the first reaction, though. And then yeah, the people more think you I'm crazy. Of, I walked away. Naturally, yeah, I walked um, away from the restaurant. Yeah. I'm taking photos in the dark. Right. Now I'm in the metaverse. I'm right. an architect, right. and I'm doing generative art on sisterhood. Yeah, people think I'm like lost below marble. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. But but then we had James Joyner on two weeks ago, who's developing film in red wine. So it's not, it's not that big of a leap. It's just people it's not. realizing that there's more possibilities out there, and yeah. people wanting to take advantage, yeah, of more of those. And 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 G Love is doing uh, NFTs with his music. Yeah. Oh, ton of music. Yeah. Music is going to be the biggest thing. I mean, someone said like, you can make more money on one NFT song than they would the whole time right. they're on Spotify. Right. Because it's like nothing. And, you know, how much does Spotify keep and how much, you know, so it's interesting. And you have these music, musical artists that are doing this and they are their community. They're the people that love their music. They're the ones that have it. And they're there when you launch your next song or the next song after. Not only that, there's a platform where the musicians put in their... um, tracks not their tracks they're the thing that makes a track it's it's a okay so uh so if you're making a song it's all the different yes the masters no um sounds like like john's using a soundboard right now and and when you're creating a song you would have the guitar track you'd have the synthesizer track you'd have the but it's called it's it's called something but anyway this platform takes all these individual things and you can buy certain parts of it, but you or you can buy the whole thing and then redo songs right, based on it. that musician's work. Right. Like they would give you um, creative comments to do that. Right. And it's weird and crazy. And um, there's a really famous artist in the space who did a collab yesterday and he makes these little cartoons. He said, do make this cartoon and show me where you are in the world, whatever. So people were posting, here's Kiku in the Taj Mahal, like where, you know, like 
when you would travel and have your like man, right. your flat Stanley. Right. Um, like and George, so George, George Clinton, yeah. Right. So I did, um, I took his little guy and put it at my yacht club and had him on a boat. And then I put him on the podcast, you know, he was recording on the studio and it just, it's just crazy stuff. So I just, for all of you listeners out there, I want you to think about the time you went into the girl in the fig and Sandra <laughs> was there and said, so tonight we're going to have a collab between <laughs> the NFT confi drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a collab with John Toolsy and beep, boop, uh, boop, 16600. Beep. So what, what about like if you're at Vintage Festival? Okay. Oh, we got to talk Festival. Vintage Festival. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's yeah. almost like she's a professional. Well, I know. And, and I am. We're talking about music, and then Mario Riley just walks by with a dolly. Oh, that's funny. So, <laughs> was that a dolly? No, that was he was pushing a baby carriage. Yeah, oh, it was his <laughs> little kid. Never mind. It was a, a baby, baby dolly. carriage with a dolly right. in the baby. It's kind carriage. of like it, it's basically a dolly for your child. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, so a hand truck. So listen. So can you imagine being at Vintage Festival and you're pouring and you're busy and whatever, but in your super world you are in your augmented reality you're actually you have your qr code and information and people that are wearing the glasses are there and people are buying wine right at your thing i can't imagine that because they won't invite me that you're not allowed to go to are you a Fest? member of the no. sonoma valley of growers and vintners and growers association I got kicked out four years ago <laughs> wait how did you get kicked out wait there's only one way to get this kicked is out. not it's safe like, for radio right. Is by is by not, no, I'm teasing not paying your your <laughs> He dues, didn't pay right? his dues. I didn't pay. Okay. <laughs> so you're Kitty Face Vineyard is a prize right. Sonoma Valley right. Appalachian. Right. So are you all pouring? What are you guys doing? I am. Yeah. For who? <laughs> oh, for, for Uh so I believe 16600 is going to be represented at the Legends Dinner on uh october 7th where is that gonna at buena vista winery oh i bet you buena vista's got some is it sold out was has got to be in the metaverse doing some things huh he's got selling some nfts of leopard actually that takes us to kathleen hill okay sorry but i have some jcb socks that were left at the hotel the other day by by a big restaurant group that came and basically took over the hotel what do the socks look like they're red. Red. What what restaurant? <laughs> Monogrammed. Uh, Cameron something. Yeah. Um, they they were a handful. Anyway, they left all kinds of swag, and one of them was JCB socks, That's which funny. I would never think of a winery making. Look socks at that man with people, the dolly. But... Yeah, man with the baby dolly. Hey, Marty. Um, so, 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 so then on Harvest Fact, October second, third, no, seventh and eighth, seventh and eighth, and then on eighth is the grand tasting held in the barracks. Um, what is the seventh? Seventh is the Legends Dinner mm. at Buena Vista. That's what I'm going to. Mm-hmm. You're a legend, Brian. Wait a minute. What am I doing exactly? Having, having, having dinner and drinking wine. I'm sitting at a table. Yeah. With it's, your dad? No, with me. Oh, so you're the legend. Well, the legend is going to Robert to Robert Cayman's <laughs> surprise birthday party. So I'm the I'm the I'm the oh, substitute oh. legend. Wait, and Robert and I'm Robert the, knows. I'm the I'm the I'm the. Listen to your podcast. No. Oh, okay. I hope I hope I, I hope so. He I hope I just ruined his birthday party. Bank, uh, I, I I'm a I'm a stand-in legend. <laughs> oh. right. 
It's Phil here. Oh, it's no. So, and oh, is no, there Phil, a pouring and, on and, Sunday, too? And then, no, no. Just Sunday, one day. Sunday. Sunday. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sunday? We'll come back to Sunday. <laughs> um, on Saturday, there will be the um, events on the square. Um, there will be uh, food and wine being poured. Uh, the uh, the double marriage will be reenacted. Um, there will be art. Ooh, Wait, the, what? The, the Paris D. Vallejo marriage? Yeah, yeah. Um, there will be art Wait, who's um, playing displayed. The, the parts? You have to come and find out. So wait a minute. Let me just finish this, and then there will be the grape stomp. Which oh, yeah. I'm curious who has entered so far. We don't know yet. I have to find out who has entered. But for all of you uh, winemakers out there who aren't doing anything on a Saturday morning, wait, but do you have to be a winemaker? We well, are going to be done picking well, grapes. It's going to be. Well, we're going to have a hard time finding grapes to stomp for the grape stomp. Correct. Well, th that's something that the our friends that are sponsoring it at La Prenda. John's microphone. They they. <laughs> I'll just keep yelling. <laughs> so so uh, brian to answer your question um no uh anybody can do it there will be a kids um grape stomp. uh grape stomp there will be an adult's grape stomp, and then there is a a business-minded one and we as the winemakers are going to Wait, uh, sponsor a team or we are a team and, and we are challenging other winemakers um from sonoma valley or wherever you want to come to to that grape stomp. Are you stomping actually? Yeah. Oh. Wait, so it's, it's we're, a, we're stomping? So, so the, try, the bigger you yes. are, the better. Yeah. You know, it's about foot Community. width. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, so, and, and really it's- If you're a nine wide Birkenstock. <laughs> give me those four, give me that, yeah. <laughs> I'm a 10 flat. Triple H. Um, these feet, right? You don't yeah, wear stay, yeah. yeah. Wear yeah. those red socks. It's, it's, oh it's, it's, it's highly exfoliating. Sandra. Oh, and yeah. I don't but think and I don't think you can wear socks because that would give you an advantage because you'd be able to squish right. more things. No, but the socks might actually like soak up some juice, right? Ooh, the whole point yeah. is like how much the fungus alcohol no, kills everything. No human pathogens live in wine. Um and I and, we, we and, say we say until it's true. And our uh, friends at La Prenda are going to be um supplying life. the grapes, I would imagine. So I don't know. We'll see what old our friend Mike Cox can do with yeah, this leftovers. It, it is yeah. highly possible that the grapes that we get in October eighth won't need a lot of stomping. There won't be any juice. Or there won't be any juice, right? It'll so be, where do they're people get be melting They might not be Venice Vinifera. They might be Safeway might get cleared out of their produce department. <laughs> That's funny. Where where do people get tickets or get information about the Harvest Festival? Uh. That's a very Just, good question. Okay, Google yeah. it. It's, um, <laughs> it's no, no. So it's it's valleyofthemoonvintagefestival.org. And if you look up .com, it doesn't come up because somebody bought valleyofthemoonvintagefestival.com. But nice. it is a nonprofit. So valleyofthemoonvintagefestival.org. Tickets are available there. Um, there is a discount code for the uh, Saturday night tasting local SV, local SV. I thought it was SV local. Either one will work. Try them both. <laughs> Try them both. Try them both until you get 10% off. And, uh, and you don't need a ticket for the like yeah, for Saturday in the, the park. Square, Correct. Right? You can come down. You can watch a bunch yep. of idiots like Is us try and stomp grapes. Do you have, to have tickets to have wine? For, you can, are they Buy pouring tickets? wine? They, they will be pouring wine during the day. There will be food being sold during the day. And, and you'll be, I don't know if you're buying tickets or tastings. 
um, that's a little unclear. Um, uh, Time-honored tradition of and oh, and there, and there will be there will be uh, bands playing. Um, I don't know what's going on with the um, throwing potatoes at uh, salamis, um, but maybe uh, that's something that we should work on bringing where's, back where's for next year. Where's the Boy year. Scout? Who's in, those the Boy Scouts who would always do it? Okay, we'll, we'll I'll we check on it. We gotta call Columbus, and it was Columbus Salami that would sponsor it. Okay. Oh my God, can I add another event? <laughs> add on. So Kathleen Hill, who you all oh, know, okay. his, um, we are throwing her a party. We actually had to change the date because Vintage Festival announced their date. So we are throwing her a party at the community center on October 16th from two to five. And it's just to celebrate all the TLC. She's given the culinary community, um, the kids, the, the kids, the yeah, the, the garden yeah. center. And, and so just going to be a big, we have a lot of, um, Elaine Bell is doing a big to do. We've got a bunch of restaurants, wineries, um, um, Beer, so Sonoma Springs. Center? You need to go to Kathleen.ticketleap.com and register for a ticket. It's free, but we need a headcount so we have enough stuff. Okay, yeah. so wait, say the date again. It's October 16th from 2 to 5 in the afternoon. This is also a Sunday, and right? It's a Sunday. And it's like, um, yeah, it's between lunch and dinner, so it's not like a full meal, but there's going to be lots of stations and um, doing some fun things. Um, we'll do like mini roasts. Um, like, you know, let her like ra yeah. like a rack of lamb or no or no, like, no, like roast. Are going to make fun of Kathleen? If if I think pe maybe people will at your peril. Yeah, that's at your own risk. Right. <laughs> okay. That look. There's no peril anymore. Oh right. Wait, because she's not. She doesn't. Is she still on the radio? Job? But no. But speaking of. Okay, but oh, not, she is. She has a radio. Index tribute, not right? with the index. But the thing is, the week after that, her show opens at um, Jay Boisset bought her kitchen collection. All of it. All oh. of it. And they are creating a museum where the Elizabeth Spencer Winery was. <laughs> And so it's Holy it's shit. video and all her stuff and I don't wow. even know they're doing a big thing with wow. it. Very How did cool. That yeah, happen? that's part of the reason she left the paper is that it just happened. Wow. I don't think she was looking. I don't think like, she like was, they approached her. I think so. Somehow, I don't think she reached out. Well, is that NFT true? NFT of a seventy-year-old cheese grater. Yeah. Sorry. So anyway, those shows will be coming soon too. Those openings. And so. and Sam, what do you have oh. planned coming up in the next few Ooh. weeks? Well, unless you're listening to this on Friday morning of Grenache Day, you'll have missed the return of Tacos to Run. Um, that's this Friday night. That's this Friday. Today. Today. Yes, today. <laughs> We're getting ready right now. We're getting ready right now with shots yeah. of Malort. Oh, it, it smells, smells so really good. good. Oh, yeah. it oh, tacos. Uh, Eddie Bobuena on the on the grill. Uh, October 9th, final Sunday. David Nelson band at the Denmark Street Barn. It's Phil's seventieth birthday, and it's a benefit for the Mayakamas Volunteer Fire Department. Wow. So ticket link is all over the place. Uh, go to Eventbrite. David Nelson band final Sunday. It'll show but up. Phil Semi members are Phil Semi members buy tickets but don't buy food or wine. Everybody else buys a ticket and gets one flight of wine and one food item with okay. the ticket price. So if you're a Phil and Semi where is member, that bar? It's on it's on Denmark Street. 
uh, just before the bend on on the east side of Den- east of Eighth Street East, going towards Gunbone. Going towards oh, like you know you go towards yeah, Gunbone yeah, and yeah, yeah. it oh, turns hard cool. hard right. So just before that, and in the middle middle of a vineyard, cool barn, big nice. lawn. Um, so it'll be it's gonna be we did uh, uh, July third. It was epic <laughs> with Mario O'Reilly, and this will be as epic epicer. Cool. Epic epicer. Right, well, there's a time? there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of show notes uh, for this week's show. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess. Is it a half hour shout out. No, but a lot of stuff. Well, lot- we haven't even gotten Casey yet. Casey got any shout outs? I don't have any shout outs. It's harvest time. Shout out to your interns who are digging at tanks while you're hanging out it's drinking. It's true. There's probably like four trucks lined up waiting. Right now, where the fuck is the winemaker? What's the worst <laughs> thing that happened at the winery so far? Like this harvest like, uh, like let's see labor day we were obviously crushing and you know once upon a time we didn't work labor days but that that has changed um if it could go wrong it did we lost the plastic gear on our crushery stimmer it just like totally fried itself right in the middle of um crushing some you know who knows eight hundred eight thousand dollars a ton blue farm pinot uh oh, and it's labor day and so I go to call Carlson and Associates, the guys that have all the parts for it. And luckily they answered. And he's like, yeah, I'll meet you in Roner Park at the In-N-Out um, with the part. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming. And as soon as I hung up, a sprinkler line right above me broke and poured gross-ass you know, sprinkler water oh, all down the front of me. And there was a tank of Chardonnay with the lid open right next to me. Oh, so no. I, I jumped up and put the, the lid closed. <laughs> Um, and there's something else happened that same day, but uh, that was enough. <laughs> did you did you at least get a burger? No, you no, no. I you went to the, the In-N-Out parking lot and just got a part and I, not even a freaking milkshake. Totally, I grabbed the part and like all that <laughs> back. Um, and I then, always love harvest disaster stories. Yeah, that's about it. It's not as bad as Bart's. Actually, it's been pretty smooth this year. Um, at least you know, work wise, like I don't know if the microphone picked up the groan that part just <laughs> let out when you said that. Well, we still got time, so hold we're on. S- <laughs> right? Still time. Oh yeah, there's still, oh, yeah. Or you know, Scott Kilpatrick actually, um, he wasn't responsible for it, but he was waiting for the grapes of the set of uh, tw- twenty tons departure. that um, the truck rolled off the road Irish and departure. spilled twenty tons on the. Highway. Uh, did that? I think maybe in Lake I, County. I think I maybe saw that through the social media. People yeah. were memeing that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Truck like upside down off the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. Tw- yeah. twenty tons of fruit. Two like two trailer big yeah. semi. Yeah. yeah. So. That would suck. My dad was hauling the, the three bins of Estates of Vendel that we got today up to Repre to crush. Um, and now I'm worried. I want to call and make sure that it got there. <laughs> so did he actually? Because it was like two. It was in the back of his pickup two stack and then tailgate down and then the strap around the back one yeah let's see i i mean i tried and true i've taken i've i've hauled a ton that way but a ton and a half why well, it's a lot of weight it's not a ton it wasn't a ton and a half it was, it was three moderately full okay. bins of zinfandel post heat wave right. so, so they, were, did they, he, were, they were not they didn't weigh a full thousand pounds did he actually go all the way down the hill and around and up the hill, or did he take the back road? Oh, you, the back road is ATV only. Oh. The back road doesn't exist. Okay, so do we want to talk a little bit about all these grenaches we got over? Hell yeah. I mean, and we got to get pictures of them all somehow. Right. I want to start with the Herman story. 
Guys, really? That's some, that's some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's interesting on the nose, but on the label, it's 16.1. So what do you guys think that really is? 16.5? Um, it's pretty it's pretty inky. It's pretty inky. It's, it's pretty concentrated and um, very, very um, extracted. Yeah. And just this, it's got enough acid to like puck your lips, which it's 16 and a half or whatever it is. Yeah, it just seems like it's um, not very, um, sorry, Herman's story. Uh, it's just not very uh, smooth. It, it's, it's And people love that shit. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> people love all kinds of shit. It's true. It's true. Um, any comments on the 14 Juicy Creek Grenache of that. mine? Yeah, um, well, I think I think it's holding up still pretty well. Uh, yeah. um, I was just enjoying my um, Brett for breakfast. <laughs> I love the smell of Brett in the morning. True, the, like original Brett from the beginning, from the vineyard, fermented with it, the pagao that's like yeah. well integrated. It's like a cigar to, box. Right, know? as opposed to like as a, something that happens and fucks your wine up at the end. Yeah. Well, was like, there your, from the like your horse smoked a cigar and then took a dump. Totally. <laughs> Which can be pleasant if it's got some barn. rose petals. Is that, an emotional, is that an emotional tasting, Brian? Yeah. I, I feel like my horse smoked my cigar last night and then took a dump in my bed. Mm. That's rose water. <laughs> it's been a long time since I had one of those mornings, mostly in college. Yeah, the 14's holding up, Bart. Yeah, thanks. Um,. I think we've already, I think we've already decided that the uh, we've filled up a dump bucket. Yeah. Um, girl in the fig. The girl in the fig was just uh, uh, just bad, a bad, a bad cork. Bad cork, just maybe beyond its time. Wow. See, I love. Wow. So Jasmine yeah, shows up and of course goes right. Straight. That would be the last up. one to taste, and yeah. here she walks straight in. I wonder what it's like being married. That's what happens. That's what happens when you send Jasmine to a marketing meeting at nine in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, you we're having filet mignon. No, it was a, it was at a Sonoma nine? Valley Vintners Harvest Market. Who has a? All due respect to our friends of the Sonoma Valley Vintners, a Harvest Marketing Meeting in the middle of harvest. Yeah. People that don't make wine. People that don't harvest yeah. wine. I didn't get invited. <laughs> I think you had to sign up. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you're just a, you're just a board member. One of my favorites of mine uh, right now. Hold on. Checking this. Tell us why. Why this is the 19 Dry Creek from the Mounts Family Vineyard. I don't know. It's just the. Well, I do know. It's just this like Pinot-esque Grenache. Shout out to the Mounts. I love Dave and Richard. Yeah. In fact, I saw Richard today. He's dropping off some white fruit for one of our clients. Digging the 14, Bart. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, you know, live. That was, um, those were the young vines that your dad had T-butted over from Cabernet yeah. um, to Grenache. This was like the second year off of them or something? Yeah, yeah. And there's like, you know, there was like a bucket of Syrah right. that got thrown into. <clears throat> so. Jasmine, you have any uh, wise words for uh, Grenache Day? 
Nothing inspiring from the marketing meeting. Buy more of it. You're going to be here. Buy more Grenache. $1,600 on Friday. Yes. Uh, make sure you come and pick up your wine club. We're going to have them all ready that's, for you. That's your what? Get your wine clubs. Get your don't shit wait, out of my cellar. Don't wait nine months like Sandra Bernstein did. Did she take it when she left? She better have taken it when she left. No, I, I, said, I saw her the other day. Oh, you brought it to her? Yeah. Okay. No, she came here. What do you think of that, Bart? Uh, that's that's beautiful, Casey. And you know, um, more like the cooler climate than what I would expect out of Dry Creek. Right? Yeah, he's been. This is nineteen was the first year I got started getting the Albon clone that uh, Helen Keplinger had hoarded for a long time, and it just makes such a beautiful wine. And Casey's so different from the Mounts Grenache that I've had from them that they make. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, me and, yeah. Me and you guys Dave are on different paths. Make a different bit. wines, no yeah. doubt. Um, and I did a CR Foothills, which is floating around. I only did it one year because it was crucial. Came do we have any tasting notes on Malort that we want to share? No. No. <laughs> did, um, so are you supposed to shoot this or are you supposed to sip it? I think you're oh. supposed to clean your windshield. Oh, the Malort. <laughs> did you stop by the Keplinger table at Hospice? I did not. She's a little snobby. Still my favorite wine of Did I say that out loud? Sorry. Weekend. That's all right. She wears riding boots. <laughs> Um, yeah, she makes lovely ones. Wow, if you're still listening now, right. <laughs> I think my microphone is our favorite part of the show. We should just skip to this part. Right. Right. We were talking about how to make the Malort tolerable, though, with like Malort some, cocktails. Yeah, with like yuzu and need some like citrus and a little. Yeah, it builds use on it, you. It. It's not gross at first, but it's like use it like oh. a use it like a weird dry vermouth. You know, or like a chartreuse, yeah, use something, some small doses. Maybe put it in like one of those aerosol spritzes and right over a martini. Yeah, my mom had a martini. My mom had a cyst on her ovaries about six months ago, and I got a call about 3 30 in the morning and I had to drive to Kaiser. And this is what it smelled like when I walked in. All right. Yeah. Been been another wonderful, happy Grenache day, everybody. Come get your wine on Friday. It is Friday, Jasmine. This comes out on. (laughs) Come get your wine last Friday. Now. Now. I'm gonna have to start working on my NFGs. Wait, how do? What is it? Non fungible (laughs) Grenaches. Non fungible Grenaches. Oh, I see it. I see. I I see something coming from. There's a meme of the creative minds of Katie Graybill. (laughs) No, you know I'm a little uh, hesitant in that stuff because I don't want to sit in front of a fucking computer all day and stare into some right, but other reality. Someone else is anytime someone else is willing to sit in it. And this is why I have an admin assistant at work because I feel the same way. I don't want to sit in front of a computer. So anytime I can find someone that is willing to do it, that can do those things for me, I am all on board. A hundred percent. Yep. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. I got to go make some wine. Non-fungible Grenache. Drink more Grenache, everybody. Yes, please. We will. Wait, s- hold on. Did you stop it's- it already? Let's do shout outs to everyone we know that makes Grenache. Off. Right? Sam. All right, I shout go. out to Sam. <laughs> shout out to Casey. That's everybody I know. Right. right. Bart. Uh, tribute to Grace. Tribute to Angela. Peter, Peter, Mathis. Peter Mathis. Lassiter. Ben and Larks. Charlotte. Ben Larks. Eric, Eric Bradley. Eric Bradley's so making Dan- it for. He makes it for. Uh, for Repri has Grenache up there. Yeah. Uh, and Panglass. Uh, Mark Harold makes Isabel Grenache. Gauthier. 
Isabel Gossier. Everybody in the south of France. Uh, everybody in south of France. Julian Barreau, Julian Brochet, sure. Louis and Charlotte, and Charlotte, Nicole Rollet, oh. um, Jeff Cohn, Jeff Cohn, Jeff who? Who? Uh, Braden Albrecht, Maya Thomas Winery, Grenache Rose, Kosher Grenache Rose. Well, that's a stretch, Sam, well, but that's, that's, that's good. Grenache. It's good. It's good. Grenache. Uh, who else? Joy Fantastic down south. Um, How about? 90% of all wine co- winemakers podcast guests. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dusty neighbor. The other 50% of Paso Robles wine right. producers. Because I know Dusty still oh, listening. Oh, Will Buckland. There you go. Good Will call, Buckland, Jasmine. Right. Old Hill. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, well, Morgan, Morgan Peterson. Ed Brock's got the yep. uh, Gambrels of the Sky. Right. Air Grenache. Uh that's everybody. Yeah. That's, it. <laughs> that's everybody. That's no, no, that's it. That's all. <laughs> and we're out of here. All right. Happy Grenache Day. <laughs>